I'm Eric Von Anken, weekend anchor at Local 6 WKMG. You are listening to the Mike Cara Radio Show, Ion Central Florida. Welcome back to another edition of the Mike Cara Radio Show, Ion Central Florida, here at Frank's Place, 146 North Clark Road in beautiful Ocoee, Florida. And my guest today is Mr. Eric Von Anken. Eric is the weekend anchor on Channel 6, Local 6, KMG. Uh, Eric actually is on the weekends. He is on Saturday, uh, 6 and 11. He hosts as the anchor. And on Sunday is 6.30 and 11. And Eric, it's a pleasure and honor that you could join me today. And first of all, I want to get all the Casey Anthony business <laughs> out because personally, you know, it is very interesting, Eric, because as Mike Cara, the person, you know, I, I, I'm, to be honest, as a viewer, I'm sick and tired of hearing it. You know, I don't believe Casey Anthony is a good mother. I'm not too thrilled with the, the verdict. I know there was neglect. But at the same time, being that journalist, there's still, you know, that, that, obligation to the you know to the public to let people know and you had an a unique opportunity eric as actually a person of the media and tell us a little bit now first were you the surprised by the casey anthony verdict I, you know, I, I think everybody was a little bit, Mike. First of all, thanks for having me. And, and it's an honor to be your first TV guy yes. that you interview here in Central Florida, correct? Correct. That, that's very cool. You know, we, we've heard everything uh, from um, outrage to uh, a lot of people saying what you have said, that, that people say enough enough already with Casey Anthony. But at the same time, it's it's been incredible um, the amount of interest. And I don't mean just in Central Florida. And I don't mean just around the country. I mean around the world. People are glued to this case. Even now, the verdict has come out. I, I mean, I, I guess for all intents and purposes, the case is over. She was acquitted, found not guilty. And yet, people are tracking her every move. A anytime there's, there's a, a false or legitimate Casey Anthony sighting, um, it is amazing how many people are interested in, in following the whereabouts of Casey Anthony. Our duty was to follow this trial through the end. At first it started out, we were not going wall to wall. We call it wall to wall where there's no commercial breaks. Uh, we're all day long, it's, we're, we're in trial coverage. We were not doing that. We, we would only have it on our, during our newscasts uh, starting at noon, then of course at five, six, and seven o'clock at night. We're the only station in town that has a, a, a seven o'clock newscast. Um, on one of the main affiliates. And then we found that, again, they, there was an incredible amount of interest. And one of the other stations did it, and we realized how many people want to hear about and see about this Casey Anthony trial. So we did it, too. And we've heard from a ton of people who, who have appreciated our decision to to cover Casey Anthony as intensely as we have. I'd, li I'd like to think we had the best coverage in town. We had two attorneys pretty much all day long with us, Mark O'Meara and Mark Nijame, helping us out, giving us legal insight, along with, with the best. I I'd say Lauren Rowe, Mike DeForest, Tony Pipitone, veteran journalist. We spent a lot of time and a lot of money covering this trial because we believed that people wanted to know everything about it that they could. 
Exactly. And and that's the thing I've talked to people is, you know, on one hand, you know, you did a great job, Channel 6 did. Thank you. And, you know, letting people know, and that was your job. But I guess what people think that's all well and good, but then I guess it's that publicity and the book deals and all those things that go with it that people, you know, don't really think are fair, you know, that she's she's getting that. But again, it's your, you know, job as journalist to just, you know, tell that story. You know, Mike, somebody is going, uh, it's entirely likely that somebody is going to get Casey Anthony to tell her story. And when she does, as we've discovered throughout this trial, a whole lot of people are going to be watching and a whole lot of people are going to be listening. I, I spent a lot of time out on Hope Spring Drive and Suburban Drive. Suburban, of course, is the site where Kaylee's body was, was laid for months and Hope Spring is just down the road. That's where Casey Anthony's parents live. Again, you, you you park a, a car there and you watch how many people show up during the day and, and how many people from all over the world are visiting us here in Central Florida and they choose to stop at, at what for a short time was Kaylee Anthony's gravesite. They choose to make it a, a stop on their visit to Orlando. That tells you something. It, it tells you about the amount of interest in this case. Is it fair that she is going free now and, and again now that she's uh, she was sentenced to time served she's out of she's out of jail and could be anywhere in the world is that fair I, I can't make that decision you know what I know is she went through the legal system um, Judge Belvin Perry worked very hard to make sure that her trial was fair that she she got every everything that she was entitled to get in order to be judged fairly by her peers these, these are peers of yours and mine who decided her fate. You know, ultimately they said there was a reasonable doubt. And ultimately they, they, they were not told how little Kaylee was killed. They were not told who killed her. And they were not told how Casey Anthony had a role in her death, the actual act of killing her. So they decided there wasn't enough doubt to convict Casey Anthony. And, and whether you like it or not, they made that decision based on what was presented in front of them. And remember, a lot of these jurors left, and then they got home, and then they found out how much media attention was placed on this case, how much interest there was, and, and how much information there was about this case that they didn't know about, that did not come up in trial. They were overwhelmed, surprised as well. And again, I know this would be uh, speculation. Again, we're, we're not sure that the prosecution would do this, but my dad had mentioned, and I was thinking about this. Now, we know that Casey Anthony was found not guilty, innocent, a murder, but they're still not guilty. Not guilty. Right. But that doesn't mean she's innocent, and right. even her parents right. think that she's guilty of something. Right. And that, that's my next question. Is, is it still possible to charge her on neglect? And my next question is, would there then be similar coverage then? Does it go on and on then? Or? Uh, it, from my understanding, it's over. Um, she was acquitted of child neglect. Um, again, the jury decided that there was no evidence that, that she neglected little Kaylee. So down the road the only there was a there was a short discussion afterwards the only charge that anybody related to this case could face could be Cindy Anthony for perjury specifically because remember she got on the stand and she claimed that she was the one who searched for chloroform 
initially she said she searched for chlorophyll and then it mutated into chloroform. Uh, a window um, popped up um, that led her to neck breaking. And then at the end, the prosecution and also the defense admitted and, and proved that uh, it was not Cindy Anthony who made these searches. So we now know that. But the state attorney's office has said that they are not going to go after Cindy Anthony. So again, as far as we know, legally, this case is this case is done criminally. Now, civilly, that's a different story. There are lawsuits that Casey Anthony is facing. We, we got to see what happens with that. Oh, so so then you brought Channel 6 and then everyone covers th- that again then? Or? Possibly. Um, the lawsuits are from Zenaida Gonzalez, who is the, the fake nanny. The real Zenaida Gonzalez, a woman with the same name who actually does exist, is suing Casey Anthony. Um, also, the sheriff's office and, pros- and the prosecution, they're trying to go after some of the costs for the investigation. I mean, remember, they spent months looking for a child that, that was never missing, that, that was, depending on whose story you believe, was laying in the woods from uh, June 16th on. So, yeah, what's going to come with the lawsuits? We don't know because Casey Anthony has to come back and be deposed. She has to show up in court for the attorneys that are suing her. Also, a diver is suing her, a diver who got in the Little Econ River, um, a, a, a murky, dark, alligator-infested body of water and searched for little Kaylee, again, being directed by Casey Anthony when Casey Anthony knew clearly that Kaylee was not in that river and that she had been dead for some time. So that's the third lawsuit. Will she come back to answer for these lawsuits? We don't know. Okay, uh, Eric, one final question, and then we'll put this uh, subject to bed. I just I just want to get your thoughts on a comment that I, I heard on uh, local news, and it was, you know, uh, a, a lady that, you know, was not necessarily for, you know, Casey Anthony, but, you know, she used her words, you know, to express her opinion, and she said, why don't we just, you know, pay no attention to her, you know, make no more mention of her, and, you know, just get her out of, you know, our minds but then as a journalist then you still have that responsibility then to let people know then about about you know if there's some changes in the case and mike if we could do that um then there would be a lot less coverage if if that were the case and we could just put casey anthony at our minds out of our minds and i mean the people you know the, the public who who was um fascinated by this case then yeah then the coverage wouldn't have been there and then down the road, there would be a lot less interest uh, when it comes to um, future coverage and you know, things like the lawsuits. But the fact is, there are people who cannot put this out of out of their mind. Um, granted, a lot of these people wanted to, as they told us, see justice served. A lot of people wanted to see this case to the end because they wanted to to see the outcome, the verdict. And a lot of these people tell us that they were hoping that Casey Anthony would be found guilty but the fact is she hasn't been and like I said I believe it's a matter of time until we see her doing some sort of interview somewhere and again there are going to be a lot of people watching now whoever this person is who who said why can't we just put Casey out of our minds if she could convince the world to do that then from here on in we probably wouldn't cover it nearly as much as we have 
Okay. So tell, tell that lady to, uh, to start making phone calls. Okay, we will. Okay, Eric, that's all we'll be talking about that. And we're going to take a quick break. And now we want to talk in a little bit about your uh, career and all that good stuff. My guest is Eric Von... Anken? Anken. Anken. Close enough. Yeah, there we there we go. Who is the weekend anchor on uh, Channel 6, Local 6, KMG. You are listening to the Mike Kara Radio Show. I on Central Florida here at Frank's Place, 146 North Clark Road in beautiful Coe, Florida. And please stay with us for our next segment of our show today. I'm Eric Von Anken, weekend anchor at Local 6, WKMG. You are listening to the Mike Kara Radio Show. I on Central Florida. Welcome back to our next segment of this edition of the Mike Kara Radio Show. I on Central Florida here at Frank's Place, sports bar and restaurant, 146 North Clark Street, in Clark Road rather, in Ocoee, Florida. My guest today is Eric Von Aiken, and Eric is the anchor, actually news anchor for Channel 6 on the weekends. Uh, he does the uh, 6 and 11 o'clock in the evening um, ca- uh, newscast on the week, uh, actually Saturday. And on Sunday, he does the uh, 6.30 and 11 uh, newscast as anchor. But first of all, uh, Eric, I want to kind of back up and tell our audience a little bit about uh, you know your history in broadcasting and how, how you got... Uh, your start and where do you think your love for broadcasting came from in, in truth Mike I think I got lucky <laughs> I think I got very lucky um, you know I always had an interest in in news I, I always had an interest in asking questions I had, always had an interest in getting answers and I always I always had an interest in being there you know being in, in the middle I, the, the great thing about this job it really is a privilege it's a career you know, depending on the day, it's also a job. But the great thing about it is that you get to see things that that most people, their career doesn't allow them to see. I, I mean, and we'll, we'll talk about some of the things I've seen in a minute. But the way it started out in, in college, I have an economics degree. And I, I ended up interning at the end of my college career at a TV station just because I wanted to try something different. And... A CBS affiliate where I went to school in, in northwestern New York decided to give me a shot as an intern. I don't know why. There were other people who were actually broadcast journalism majors, and they gave me a shot as an economics major, and I, I was fascinated. I was blown away, not just by the technology, but but by the privilege, by what we get to do. But th- this is, I make my living by talking to people every day, by, by telling stories, by finding more about what is happening, by getting answers, by, by holding people accountable, and by giving a voice to people who, who wouldn't be heard. You know, people who need help. A lot of people, when they get in trouble and there's no one else to, to turn to, if the police, uh, you know, some sort of law enforcement can't help them any further, or, or they need help, you know, they need their next lead, they turn to us. It is, it is our job to help people, to help the public, and, and, and provide information. That's why we exist. I was always drawn to that. I was always fascinated by that. And then from, from then on, once I was drawn in, after that internship, I was lucky enough to get, to get a job. I got a job as a paid intern. I was making $100 a week, and I was spending about $200 in uh, gas commuting. I would have to drive two hours a day each way. And then it turned into a, a producing job, a writing job, uh, an editing job, a reporting job, and then an anchoring job. And then I moved on from there. And here I am in Orlando. I've been here 
eight years, and um, I'm happy to be here. I call it my home, and so far, so good. Fantastic, Eric. So, yeah, we want to let our audience know that during the day, then, you do a, a lot of reporting and uh, go covering stories. So you've got kind of the best of both worlds that on the weekends, you're the news a- anchor. I mean, is that is that kind of what a lot of reporters, I mean, you know, the, the conception is like a lot of people think that, you know, that is the ultimate goal. Or is there just people that love to, to news report or a little bit of both? Or I, I think anyone who has news in their blood likes to be out in the field, likes to keep in touch with the public, the the people that we're talking to. When we're in front of the camera, we know that there's somebody behind it. We know that somebody's watching. We we hope a lot of people are watching. But those are the people who are looking to us to get information. I want to meet those people. Anchoring is a lot of fun because... Because it's it's your show. On the weekend, I, I feel responsible for the content that I'm presenting. I, I get to cover all angles. Everything that that there that is exists in a newscast, from the good stories to the bad stories, the light stories, the fun stories, um, between weather and sports, it, it's it's part all part of one newscast. But during the week I get to go out and I get to I get to pick one story and I get to focus on on one event, something that's happening or something that, that is occurring something that is that people are dealing with a problem that that people have to deal with and and I get to know those people and I get to become an expert on that issue or that event and and I get I get to get involved I see people face to face I I can I get to know them I can answer their questions and I can get answers for them face to face I go to the I go to the decision makers in town and I get answers from them from them and I deliver them to the people who want those answers I think the most important thing you can do as a journalist is stay in touch, stay out on the street as a reporter, walking the beat, keeping in touch with the public, you know, not not losing touch sitting behind a desk. Oh, yeah. So that's uh, the uh, the idea, you know, to get out in the field. And speaking about that is you had mentioned, you know, light stories, heavy stories. Of course, we had mentioned the Casey Anthony story. So, I, I mean, as a journalist, then the, the idea is to just get excited about all, all of the stories, then to try, try to find the best you can, you can get out of each story and bring the audience the best. Right. We have a process every day where we have several meetings throughout the day, and we decide what we think based on what people are telling us that they want us to focus on on in any any given newscast on any given day we take those stories or take those ideas and we go out and and that's when we make them into stories we talk to the people who are affected we talk to the people who can help them um, like I said, sometimes it's problems, sometimes it's issues, sometimes it's events. Um, I just had the privilege of covering the final launch and the final landing of Space Shuttle Atlantis. That was truly a privilege. I, it was an honor to be out there, to, not just to witness the launch of, I'd say, one of the greatest technological achievements that mankind has ever come up with, but to see the landing and the end of a program, one of the one of the greatest programs um, that that was truly American. Yet it took Americans to build this program, to build this shuttle, to get us into space, to bring the world together. The, that's why it's called the International Space Station. And I know a lot of people will debate as to the value of, of space travel, the space shuttle, the ISS. 
But what I can tell you is we have, we have come up with a whole lot of things in space that probably not a whole lot of people realize that make your lives and my lives easier. We've, we've come up, uh, we're working on cures for diseases. The cure for cancer could come from space. H- how, about, how about if you don't care about that and you use your cell phone every day? GPS on your cell phone or, or, or you know, on a, one of those little Garmin devices. GPS comes from satellites, many of those satellites that were put into space by the space shuttle and by the space program. So things like that, I, I, I think witnessing the space program up close, firsthand at the Kennedy Space Center, that's been a privilege and a perk of this job. You know, we've seen the good, we've seen the bad of Central Florida, the Casey Anthony trial. Um, um, it was it was right in our backyard. We got to cover that. We got to be involved in that. And and a lot of you know, there's a lot of crime. We know that Central Florida is really worried about crime. My family is. My wife is worried about crime. You know, I, everyone I talk to, that seems to be the biggest concern in their life. Is Central Florida becoming an unsafe place to live? You know, if you look at the numbers, I, I guess you can debate that. But if you talk to the people who are victims of crime, burglaries, car break-ins, uh, attacks, um, they would say yes. You know, that, that stuff is scary, and, and that stuff makes you look over your shoulder. Nobody wants to deal with that. Part of our job is not just to inform, but try and find an answer. What is the solution? How do we put an end to this? You can never stop it, but can you improve it? I hope so. So that, that's great, uh, Eric. So, yeah, to, to give the, the people not only the, the facts and give them the information, but to, to give them tools then to how we could improve the situation or change the situation then. Right. I, I, think, I think delivering news has changed over the years. Primarily, our role is to deliver information, but, but we know people want more than that. You know, I'm, I'm not just going to tell them that, that, that a certain crime occurred, that there's a rash of, uh, of home break-ins. How do you stop that? How do you, how do you protect your, your family and your home? How do you stop people from breaking into your house? And, and that's why we try and talk to experts. I mean, not just security experts, but, but what are police officers and, and what is the sheriff's office? What are they doing about it? How are they stopping trends? I know everybody. I want to know that. Everybody wants to know that. Okay, Eric. You know what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and we will be back for our last sec- segment. My guest today is Eric Von Aiken, who is the anchor and uh, reporter for uh, local channel uh, 6 KMG. Eric is the weekend anchor on Saturdays and Sundays. You are listening to the Mike Kara Radio Show, I on Central Florida, here at 146 North Clark Road in beautiful Ocoee, Florida. And stay with us for our last segment of this edition of our program today. And we've also got a big musical finale from Sam Eagle. Sam, what's it about? It's called a salute to all nations, mm-hmm. but mostly America. I'm Eric Von Anken, weekend anchor at Local 6 WKMG. You are listening to the Mike Cara Radio Show, I on Central Florida. Welcome back to our final segment of this edition of the Mike Cara Radio Show. I on Central Florida as we are here at Frank's Place Restaurant and Sports Bar, 146 North Clark Road in beautiful Ocoee, Florida. And my guest today is Eric Von Aiken, 
And Eric is the weekend anchor as well as reporter for Channel 6, Local 6, KMG. And Eric is the weekend anchor on Saturdays and Sundays. On Saturday, he anchors the 6 and 11 o'clock newscast in the evening. And on Sunday, the uh, 6.30 and 11 o'clock newscast. And Eric is actually in between newscasts. So this is kind of so we could turn you on then at 11 and you're going to be right in our homes then. Huh? I, I, I got a break, Mike. There's a there was a lot going on today, but I was able to slip away for just a minute. And I know the TV station's in good hands, and we're going to have a great broadcast at 11. Yeah. Fantastic. And one thing we, we kind of talk a little bit off the air, we're kind of alluding to, is about, you know, digital media and Facebook and, and all the different, you know, the Internet news. And we have 24-hour news, cable news. I mean, right now, at least in my opinion, it seems like Channel 6 and local news is here to stay and will be here for a very long time then. We were the first local television station in Orlando. So, yes, we are absolutely here to stay. You know, we, we know that there that people have a lot of choices out there. We know that people, people could watch any of the other local stations or, like you say, a lot of the cable news stations. So why watch us? Well, one, we are local. We're hyper-local. Two, I think we have the best people. We're real people. We don't, we don't get in front of the camera and be a newscaster. I mean, this is me. I live here. I got a family here. Uh, my wife grew up here. I got kids that are growing up here. I, I live in this community. I believe in this community. I'm investing in this community. When I go out and do a story, a lot of times it's personal. Like I said, crime stories affect me as much as they affect you. I, I believe that we listen to people the best. I, I think Local 6 tries the hardest to hear what people are saying. You talked about social media. We know a lot of people are getting their, their news from Facebook and Twitter. We know people who get updates all day long from Twitter and that's how they get their breaking news. Same thing with Facebook. We, we try and take that into account. Um, we have an incredible website, clickorlando.com. We have a web team that works around the clock to keep that, that website updated. We know that people do not tune into us on television they, they just go to our website for news. We understand that. People don't have as much time as they used to. They use their cell phones to get their news. We're in tune with that. We, we take that into consideration. Any way that people want their news, we try and give it to them. And, and if it's social media, we're all about that too. Fantastic. So, and now, Eric, also we wanted to talk a little bit about your role as a news anchor. And again, I, I know a lot of answers to these questions, but I mean, as far a lot of people think that you read a teleprompter, which is true, but I understand that news anchors do have a, a lot of say that what actually comes out of their mouth. Then. Yes. We have a teleprompter there when only when we're in the studio, only as a guide. For example, I know I thought we were done talking about Casey Anthony, but I'll give you one more example related to Casey Anthony. When we had our team out there, we built this platform across the street from the Orange County Courthouse. Uh, it was a technological wonder. Like I said, we spent a lot of money to cover Casey Anthony to try and bring the best coverage to Central Florida, except we didn't have teleprompters out there. So everything that you heard from the courthouse across the street on that stage that we built, that was all, as we say, off the cuff. Uh, we, sure, we had notes, but, but this is coming from the brains 
and the mouths of people who have paid close attention to this trial. Some of the some of the best people I think in the industry and some of the hardest working people who have listened to every word of this trial and are studying every word of this trial, getting insight from people who are experts on this trial and then and then speaking it, delivering it. So none of this is canned, none of this is rehearsed. This is this is genuine information that is coming um, from from the brain and from the heart. This is not a teleprompter. In studio, like I was saying, we have a teleprompter in front of the camera, but but we like to think of it as a guide. Uh, for example, uh, tonight, before I came to you, we had some breaking news uh, at 6.30 tonight, Sunday night, and we had to do several updates. I had to do several updates. This was based on the research that I had done, not just before the newscast, but during commercial breaks and during during the downtime I had when during weather or some of the other stories were playing, I was I was getting this information. I was talking to our people at the assignment desk. I was making phone calls. I, I called uh, some of the firefighters to ask um, what was going on specifically. Uh, they were they were doing a rescue at a theme park. So when it came time to go back on camera, that teleprompter was there and it was guiding me. It was saying, here's what we're doing, here's where we're going to next. But this all came from information that I had collected that I was delivering off the cuff. And, and, I, and I think that's what makes us the best, that it's not scripted, that, it, that it's not thought out. It's, it's, it's news people who are getting information and bringing it to you instantly. Fantastic. And now, Eric, I have to ask you again, you know, one thing about what's cool is to interview, uh, you know, radio and TV people is to get the truth and a good understanding about TV news, because a lot of times one way that the public does kind of see the inside of TV news is through movies and TV. And I'm not going to mention any particular movies. But, OK, I think people know them. That's all right. But I mean, as far as that goes, I mean, what's your 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 thought on, on these movies? I mean, I are they, they accurate or uh, no? And and you know, I, th- I think we all know that that they're an exaggeration. And, and let's face it, some of them are fun, and a lot of them are funny. I mean, Anchorman is is one of my one of my favorite films. But the truth is, we work just as hard, if not harder, as anybody else in in any other industry. Is is there a lot to poke fun at? I, I guess so, just like in any any other industry. The truth is we're in the public eye and, and people see what we're doing and and some sometimes that can be uh, the stuff that movies movies are made of, I guess. But we work very hard to deliver information and to gather information and, and I think sometimes not enough credit is is given um, to the people in our industry. I'm not I'm not asking for credit. I'm just saying that there are people uh, people who work harder than I do. I think I work very hard, but people who work I, harder than I do who are dedicated um, 24-7. They live and they breathe news. And and we we do get upset when somebody else gets the facts wrong or or misrepresents us or makes us look like um, like like it's like it's a joke. Um, there are times to have fun, and, and I do have fun in what I do sometimes, uh, especially when I get to sit on the anchor desk and I get to inter- interact with some great people. Uh, Elizabeth Hart is our meteorologist on the weekends. Jamie Say is our sports uh, sports anchor on the weekends. Both are a lot of fun. And when the time is right, we do have fun. But the truth is we have a job to do. I'm paid to do a job. I, I believe in it. That's why I chose this industry. And I know my colleagues believe in it too. We spent a lot of time and a lot of training to get where we are and to be credible journalists. All you have in this business is your reputation. 
I don't want to ruin that, and I work very hard to protect that. And I hope people believe me because when I say something, it's true. And, and I know if it's not, that I'll, I'll lose that credibility very quickly. I know our business will lose that credibility very quickly. That's why we work very hard to get it right every day, every single time. Okay, Eric, as we get down to the nitty-gritty, you know, along those particular lines about, you know, movies and TV, now another uh, conception that the public has is there's a bunch of you guys, again, this is just kind of what we we think the public is, a bunch of you guys sitting around the newsroom, there's a a gruff, kind of surly boss that says, okay, there's a fire here, there's a robbery here, you take that, Eric, you take that so-and-so. I mean, is that how it really is? If that's how it was, Mike, that, that is not how it is anymore. At least, let me say this, at least not at Local 6. It's a team effort. It's got to be. Like I said, we all live in this community, and we live all over this community. We live in every single part of Central Florida. So everybody is hearing something else from different people. We're hearing different issues from different people. So, so we have to sit in a meeting and talk about what we're all hearing and, like I said, decide what we think people want to hear about most. And then we go out and we investigate and we see, one, if it's true. And if it's true, we see what information we need to gather and, three, what answers we need to get. It, it has to be a team effort because you can't just have one person making decisions when it comes to serving a whole bunch of people all over the place. Okay, Eric, and finally, I do want to let everyone know that now that uh, Channel 6 does have a website, and uh, we want to let everyone know that now. Is there live newscasts on the weekend that are streamed? or can Absolutely. Someone, so people can see you all over the world then? Absolutely. If you want to watch Local 6, especially on the weekend, Saturday at 6 and 11, and, sa- and Sunday night at 6, 30, and 11, when we're on, when I'm on, I should say, go to clickorlando.com. On the right side, halfway down, there's a button where you can you can click to watch the newscast live. So anyone in the world, anyone who's listening to this show, the Mike Harrow Radio Show, can watch Local 6 anytime there's a newscast. In the mornings, we're on at 5. We go till 7. Um, midday, we're on from noon to 12.30. And in the afternoon, from 5 all the way till uh, 7.30 at night. And, of course, the 11 o'clock news. But in particular, check out Saturday and Sunday nights. <laughs> Okay, Eric, want to thank you for your time. We'll let you uh, get rolling in just a bit back to the TV station. But before we go, is there any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to mention or we haven't covered? Uh, I think the Mike Carroll radio show is one of the best-kept secrets around Central Florida. And and I think um, I, I think you're, more and more people are listening, Mike. You do a good job. Okay, my guest has been... Eric Von Aiken, who is the uh, news uh, anchor on the weekends for Channel 6, Local 6, KMG, as well as a great reporter for Channel 6. You are listening to the Mike Cara Radio Show, I on Central Florida, here at Frank's Place Restaurant and Sports Bar, 146 North Clark Road in beautiful Ocoee, Florida. And, and thank please, you for having me, Mike. Absolutely, Eric. And please catch us again next time.